It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's post game presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2 in overtime. Golden Knights 7-0 in overtime. Games decided in overtime. 36-12-2, 74 points back in the win column for Vegas. Let's bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to help us make sense of this one. And, you know, Dan, this one was a bit harder than it needed to be for the Golden Knights, but nonetheless, two points back in the win column. And Jonathan Marcheseau back in the lineup. And I don't want to say anyone takes Marcheseau for granted, but for a guy who plays every game and then all of a sudden misses one, noticeable and then back in has two points and just three power play goals on the year this one in overtime two of his three power play goals have come against arizona by the way and frankly the knights power play has not been good enough they have the third worst road power play in hockey that's not good for the nhl's uh, top team by points percentage and what they have done on the power play has been from the likes of stone Pacioretty and Theodore, at least in the last uh, few weeks here. The other group, especially the Marcia, So Carlson, and Smith group, which has been fine this year. I mean, Riley is not producing as much as we have come to expect, but particularly on the power play, those guys needed to do more. And with Pacioretty unavailable in overtime and the third period, that it was Carlson, Stone, Marcia, So, and Petrangelo on the ice. I think it's fitting that it's Marcia so who gets that power play goal to show that those guys still can do it on the power play, even if they haven't produced of late. You know, Dan, 489, Marc-Andre Fleury now tied third all-time with Roberto Luongo in NHL wins for goaltenders. What's, what's it like for you as we seemingly have one of these history-making performances by Marc-Andre Fleury every, what, five, six, seven games that he's playing? What's it like for you to be a part of that, calling those moments? I appreciate that question, Ryan. Thanks for asking it because when you love sports, it usually means you love sports history. And I am among those people who love sports history. And each sport has a different feel to it and different records. And, you know, there's home runs in baseball and there's all-time records and when you think about Marc-Andre Fleury working into third all-time and you see the other names that he's there with, with Brodeur and Watt, I watched a lot of those 691 wins for Martin Brodeur as someone who was a Devils fan growing up and who worked for that organization in the minor leagues. Uh, you know, I've interviewed Martin Brodeur, right, when I, on a somewhat regular basis. And to see all of that and then to be here uh, watching Fleury and at the same time we admire what he accomplishes on the ice and the the heights that he is performing this year. Gary talked about it during the show. That Mark, during the pregame media session where we get to chat over Zoom with a player or two, a coach or two, you know, Mark Stone is in one room, Stormy Bonantoni is in another, and Flurry walks in and grabs the computer away from Stormy <laughs> and sort of chimes in on the conversation. Uh, he was asking Mark Stone about his pregame meal. I thought he might ask a couple of hockey questions, too. But, you know, that's just <laughs> the nature of Mark. You know, let's face it, the team had won 10 straight, and then they lose. Yeah. And it's it's just the tension is there, right? You're not supposed to lose against Arizona. You're supposed to keep on winning when you've won 10 in a row. But I, I have no doubt that Fleury's uh, personality 
was part of the team's play today. There wasn't tension. There wasn't that kind of pressure that might have been there otherwise. Fleury relaxes all of that. He has a way of pushing different buttons for each guy. Sometimes you might need a kick in the rear end, you might need a pat on the back, or a practical joke, whatever it is. And I think that we appreciate more and more not only Fleury's play, but also his personality. And uh, I, I hope never to take for granted uh, when Marc-Andre Fleury is in action. He makes sports fun. It is everything that we love about sports in one human being. Beautifully said, Dan. As always, thanks for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show, and we will talk to you on Monday. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2 in overtime. A little bit tougher, a little bit harder than it needed to be for the Golden Knights who were in complete control of the game going into the third period up 2 to nothing, But... You know what? you got to give the Arizona Coyotes credit. This is a team that's fighting for their playoff lives. They've only got a limited amount of points that they can grab. And, you know, they battled back. They found a way to get a point out of this game. That point doesn't really matter that much to the Golden Knights. So, you know, you, you want to get the two points. That's what the Golden Knights were able to do. Let's head back to Arizona, bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's win. Ben. Hi, Pete. After last night, uh, how important was it to bounce back and finish with both points tonight? Yeah, critical, obviously, for the standings. Um, more importantly was was get our game back, and uh, I thought we did that. I mean, if, if we hadn't gotten the two points, we would have been disappointed, but I was really happy to see us get our game back, uh, you know, starting in the first period and, and get back to playing the way we're capable of playing. Next question tonight comes from Justin Emerson, Las Vegas, huh? Hey, hey, Pete, I wanted to ask about the second game of a back-to-back. You guys have won, I think, seven of eight, gotten points in all of them. Is there anything, is it a mentality, is it a physical aspect of it that has allowed you guys to kind of just come right back out the next night and pick up a win? Uh, guy in there uh, on those back-to-backs at the most important position, I think, is is probably the biggest factor. Um, you know, yes, we we have depth and we have the ability to play four lines and we have great leadership and the guys know the importance and all that. But I think I think the the top factor on that list has to be the fact uh, we have two goaltenders like we do. Next, we'll go to Christopher Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. Christopher. Hi, Pete. You've coached, obviously, now Marc-Andre Fleur, but you also coached Martin Brodeur. So what is it about guys like that where they're just able to not only just have amazing, long, lengthy careers, but 
takes them to another level, I guess. Yeah, I, I think, you know, all the, all the great players uh, that I've had that have played into their late 30s and 40s, and I, I, I would put Brodeur on that list. I also have had Yager, uh, I've had Joe Thornton. Um, you know, for, for me, it's a love of the game. They, they love everything about the game. And uh, otherwise, you would you wouldn't do it. You, you know, at, at that point in, in all those guys' careers, it's not about money or or anything else. They they've been, you know, on the road and and in different cities for going on twenty plus years. At that point, you have to love the game and and you have to love everything about the game: the practicing, the working out, the preparation, the road. Um, that that's what separates those guys. Next question tonight goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Well, Pete, uh, third period, um, Hague with the retaliation. They always nab the guy that retaliates, marches so with the slash. The playoffs are right around the corner. A, a teaching moment about how important discipline is going to be coming up shortly. I mean, it is all the time, but certainly in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, it, always. there's always teaching moments. Um, having said that, I, I think – I think we've been a, a really disciplined team this year, and I think the statistics show that. So I, I don't think it's an issue, um, but uh, it's always a reminder, especially when the other team makes you pay for it at that point. And you'd rather be reminded about that now than two weeks from now. Time for a couple more here with Pete. Next we'll go to Ken Bulky, Sinbin.Vegas. Hi, Ken. Hey Pete, we didn't see Max out there in the third period. I'm just wondering, did he leave with an injury, and do you have an update on it? Uh, he did leave with an injury. I don't have an update. Um, we're gonna uh, have him looked at, and hopefully have something for you guys tomorrow. Last question for Pete goes to Alan Snell, LV Sports Bits. Alan, hi Pete. Uh, the team is seven for seven. Batting a thousand in the overtime sessions uh, this season, I was wondering how would you account for that? <clears throat> well, I, w I wish I could tell you, you know, it had anything to do with coaching. It doesn't, you know, we don't practice it. We haven't had the opportunity uh, because of the lack of practices to work on, you know, shootouts or overtime very much, if at all. Um, you know, I, I think we have a group with a real belief system uh, in how to win games. And, uh, you know, I've had teams that have, have been the other way where, you know, my first my first year coaching in the NHL, I think we uh, we, we uh, were 0 for 10 in shootouts and overtime and it cost us a playoff spot. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, when you have that ability, they're critical points. As you can see, we wouldn't be where we are in the standings without them. And uh, it's nice that our group has that confidence. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer in tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. A lot to unpack there with Pete. But let's head to the highlights in this game all the way back into the first period. Back in the lineup, Jonathan Marcheseau would set up the first goal of the game, William Carlson's 14th of the year. Tarantula takes it off the boards. Penalty time over. Smith behind the goal. Right corner, Marcheseau centered. They score! William Carlson right on the doorstep to jam it home. It's an even strength goal. Vegas leads 1-0. 
That's Carlson from Marcheseau and Smith. 10-15 in the first period to make it one to nothing. In Vegas, we would head to the second period, and Mark Stone would add to the lead as he beat Darcy Kemper on the rush. Fisher trying to make a drop back for Dvorak, take it away. Stevenson ahead, Stone in front, he scores! No time like the present. Mark Stone makes it 2-0. That's Mark Stone, his 20th of the season for Max Pacioretty and Chandler Stevenson. Just 5 minutes, 14 seconds into the second period to make it 2 to nothing Vegas. We'd head to the third period. The Coyotes trying to push back. It's Phil Kessel on a breakaway and Marc-Andre Fleury with our AAA insurance save of the game. And on the right wing, couldn't keep it there for a long stretch pass. Kessel ahead, a head fake. Kick save! Fleury makes the step on Kessel. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. That save was huge, but the Coyotes would get a fortunate bounce, and Christian Fisher would cut the lead to one. Left wing try, block shot, and they score! Christian Fisher finds a rebound, and it's a 2-1 Vegas lead with 11 minutes to go. That's Fisher from Lawson Krause and Jacob Chikrin at 9.04 the third period to make it 2-1 Vegas. Nick Haig would take a late penalty, and Christian Dvorak would tie the game. Keller again, feeds the middle, a shot, they score! Christian Dvorak! 2-2 tie with 5-12 to go. That's Dvorak from Clayton Keller and Oliver ekman Larson at 14.48 of the third period. A power play goal to make it 2-2. We would head to overtime. The Coyotes would take a too many men on the ice penalty and Jonathan Marchessault would rip one home to end the game. Two minutes to go in overtime. Marchessault left circle to the high slot and Trangelo. Marchessault, he scores! Marchessault wins it! In overtime, Vegas 3, Arizona 2. That's Marcheseau, his 15th goal of the season from Alex Petrangelo at 3.04 of overtime to win the game for the Golden Knights, 3-2, the final here. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2 in overtime. It's Jonathan Marcheseau. A power play goal in overtime. Arizona, too many men on the ice penalty in overtime. That's a, that's a tough pill to swallow for the Arizona Coyotes who are are literally in need of every single point that they can get to try to make the playoffs. It's an outlook that doesn't look very optimistic right now, but you do have to give the Coyotes credit for crawling back, clawing back, and getting a point at least in this game. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And we heard from Pete DeBoer, Max Pacioretty did leave the game with an injury. No update. Hopefully we get something on Max Pacioretty tomorrow. Uh, but interesting news, uh, Peyton Krebs 
has been called up to the taxi squad for the Golden Knights. So from the AHL to the taxi squad, that's an option. That will be an option. And it'll be interesting to see what's going on with Max Pacioretty, how many games, whether it's day-to-day, whether it's a little bit longer than day-to-day. I'm not really sure. But again, it's it's a war of attrition here. Down the stretch, for every single player in the lineup, you have to get into these games. You have to get through these games, hopefully without injury. And for the Golden Knights, it's just been a constant carousel. Night in and night out, who's in the lineup, who's out of the lineup, who's injured, who isn't injured. Like, it has been pretty remarkable that the Golden Knights were on a 10-game win streak going into last night's game because they have just been in and out with players. And, you know, it's something you got to deal with. Every team's got to deal with it. You're you're looking at a a truncated 56-game schedule. You're looking at the amount of hockey that these teams are playing in a shortened period of time there are bound to be bumps and bruises and you know it's interesting because Jonathan Marchessault mentioned that in his in his walk-off interview with Dan Duba that you know he's, a, he's the type of player that prides himself on being in the lineup he's the type of player that wants to be in every single game and what's interesting about that is that Quite honestly, right? Sometimes you gotta just rest it. Sometimes you just gotta let it be. You you gotta make sure that you are 100% ready to go. And it's no surprise to me that Jonathan Marcheseau comes into this game and wins it in overtime. Speaking of Jonathan Marcheseau, we've got him in Arizona as he speaks to the media after tonight's win. Are you more comfortable in that left circle? Did you get stuck up top or just kind of all part of the plan or improvised there? Hey, John, did that question come through from David? Negative. David, go ahead and uh, repeat that question. (laughs) Negative, nice. I was just asking about the power play goal. Uh, You and Petrangelo seem to kind of switch spots. Was that just something improvised or are you maybe more so comfortable in that left wing uh, circle? No, uh, we... we, uh... We kind of had a timeout there and we had like kind of a set play. Uh, I think the first play that I executed was not necessarily the the best play. And um, after we wanted to get back in our position and uh, just play hockey and just were able to execute there. Next, we'll go to Ben Goat, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Jonathan, it seemed like you guys had a lot of fans in the building tonight. Just uh, how much did you notice the, the fact that uh, some people traveled for this one? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, it was quite a lot of fans in the stands tonight. It was probably the most we had all year, and it was great. Uh, honestly, I mean, we've we've noticed at the hotel that obviously we have a lot of fans uh, in uh, Arizona right now. But uh, it was the atmosphere was great. It was a good game. Uh, I thought we let the, their uh, Arizona come back in the game. There, we get a little bit undisciplined by the end, uh, but. Um, I mean, uh, good teams find a way to win, and uh, we find a win, uh, way to win tonight. Time for a few more tonight. Next, we go to Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun. Hey, John, you took a penalty in the third period. So for you to be the one to win it, did that make you feel good at all, or is that not something you really think about? Yeah, yeah I was. Uh, I, I didn't want to take a penalty there at the end. I was kind of like going for the puck, and Kraus kind of came against the grain there, and I got him right on the wrist. I mean, it was an easy call for the ref. Like, I didn't. 
complain that one at all. I just I didn't want to uh, take a penalty, especially at that time of the game and with the momentum on their side. Uh, but our PK came uh, strong, uh, got a big kill, and obviously uh, uh, it felt pretty good to 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 get on the board tonight. Next, we'll go to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Jonathan off to Minnesota, and uh, you know they've had good success against this team. They're not going quietly into the night. Um, good to make a little statement here, getting ready for the postseason. You may bump into them down the road. Yeah, uh, obviously they've been great all year, and uh, we've been uh, struggling against them. Uh, I think they have four wins out of six. So uh, we uh, we just have to do what they did last time uh, when they came to Vegas. We got to get uh, take one game at a time. Uh, nothing too flashy. Just play a good, uh, honest road game. Uh, great effort from it, everybody. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good game. I think they're they're a really good team. They. They're going to make the playoffs, and uh, we could see them in the playoffs. So it's uh, uh, it's on us to uh, make sure uh, we play the right away here. Next, we'll go to Christopher Chapman from Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, hi, Jonathan. I think you played with Roberto Luongo for at least one season. Now him and Mark andre are tied uh, third all-time in wins. I'm just curious what you notice about guys like that that are just able to elevate their game to such a high level and play so late into their into their career or have very lengthy careers. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I I was honestly those are probably two of the guys that are I've witnessed that are most impressive uh, player I played with. I mean, they're they're all famers. Uh, I remember Lou was a really good teammate. Uh, he wanted to battle every night. Uh, I mean, to be up out there at I think he finished at 38 or 39 years old. Uh, it was uh, quite uh, quite remarkable that he, um, how much he wanted to win still, and he wanted to start games, and he was it w- it was awesome. And I kind of see the same thing off uh, Flower. I mean, Flower gets in practice, and he's the hardest working guy out there again. Uh, uh, so it's quite impressive. I mean, I'm li- I was lucky enough to see them both uh, in the in the career and uh, be part of uh, their journey, and uh, it's 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 quite amazing to see. Uh, Two uh, two uh, French guys uh, made it that far, and it's uh, it's amazing. And hopefully, uh, the the dude can keep uh, keep on going. John, thanks for the time tonight. Thank you. That was Jonathan Marchessault as he spoke to the media after tonight's big win. We're back to wrap it up next. AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. Today, it's the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2 in overtime. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. So the Golden Knights in complete control of the game, up 2-0, heading into the third period. Marc-Andre Fleury comes up with a big save on Phil Kessel, and then the Arizona Coyotes pile it on, get to even, 
And then it's a, a big play. And, and it's interesting with the Golden Knights. Power play, the numbers, not been great. But in key moments in games lately, the power play has come through. It came through for them in overtime. Jonathan Marchessault, the power play goal to win it. And really, it's key moments. It's key plays that the Golden Knights have gotten from their special teams. Those have been the difference in some games here. And that's what you like to see for the Golden Knights. You want them to be more consistent? Absolutely. You want them to convert more on the power play? For sure. But in those key moments, those big, big moments within a game, I want to see the conversion there. And that's what the Golden Knights were able to do in overtime. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Golden Knights back in the win column. So I'm expecting the phone lines to light up. 702-876-1340. So Marc-Andre Fleury tied for third all-time in NHL wins. Third all-time. Tied with Roberto Luongo, 489. It, it's, it's interesting because these milestones matter they mean something and it's hard to kind of put that into context because with Marc-Andre Fleury it just seems to happen every fifth game or so like we're witnessing history nearly every time Marc-Andre Fleury steps out on the ice and and when you put it into that context it's almost like we're spoiled I can tell you right now, I am spoiled getting to cover Marc-Andre Fleury day in, day out. Do you, as a fan, feel spoiled for getting to be a part, for getting to root for constant history with Marc-Andre Fleury? You should. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's bring in Mike. Mike, how you doing? Hey, spoil me some more. Get to 500 before the season ends. That would be very sweet if that could be achieved. They do count postseason on the goals on the winning totals, don't they? No, that's regular season. Oh, it's only regular season. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, well, be that as it may, we, we're about to go into the, a place where we just simply haven't figured out how to win yet, uh, and and need to come out of there with two points like we did here. And we've got a, we've got three lines, possibly, that will be makeshifts. Yeah, what I uh, that's a scary proposition right there. 
Well, I mean, how much how much importance are you are you placing on those games if the Golden Knights do not have a fully healthy roster? Well, you gotta you gotta come out of there with two points, I think. Two of the four, I know, or I don't know how. Do you do you mean two total, two out of the four, or, or just well, two in that game? Well, be it two overtime losses, one win, whatever yeah. it may be, two out of four points. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I I tend to agree with that. I. I just, I, you know, it'll be interesting whether or not Max Pacioretty is going to be able to go. I think that's kind of the big, big question now for the Golden Knights. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough position to be in. You don't have your full roster. You don't have your entire complement of players. And so I, I, I can understand wanting to see progress in Minnesota. I think it's happening. I think it's going to come. Like, I'm, I'm not terribly concerned about the games on Monday and Wednesday against uh, Minnesota. I, I do think that the Golden Knights are going to find a way to get those games because they, they matter and they mean something, and I think this team's going to come through there. Well, this will prove what kind of champions the guys are. I, I, I'm really looking forward to the games. And then it's St. Louis, who's been red hot up until this last couple of games. So it, it's going to be a rough, rough road to the finish line and he'd hate to be Rick Tockett tonight having to lose what was left of your playoff chances on a ticky-tack call near the end of the game yeah yeah thanks for the call Mike uh, it, yeah it's a tough one um, for for Rick Tockett and the Arizona Coyotes but the uh, the flip side the argument that I would make is you know the Arizona Coyotes were fortunate to get a point in this game because uh, for you know, the better part of 50 minutes here, it, it was a largely controlled effort from the Golden Knights. Arizona had to dig deep just to get a point. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's bring in Steve. Steve, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I agree with you. I think we're watching history here with Flower, um, and it's, it's just an honor to be able to see that and see what he's done for this team and this organization. So, um Given that he is a Hall of, I think, a first ballot Hall of Famer, like Gary said earlier, uh, do you think he goes into the Hall as a Penguin or a, or a Knight? I mean, I, I think uh, that's, a, that's a real interesting question. I, I think that because of what he's meant to both organizations, I, I think you just you have to recognize that he's, he's he, there's ownership on both sides, right? Like the, the work that he did for Pittsburgh, the Stanley Cups really – solidifying that franchise and granted you have Crosby and Malkin and those teams that won cups were so good but you, you, you do everything in this league on a bedrock of great goaltending and that was Marc-Andre Fleury for a long time and then just to be able to come to a, a an expansion team year one and play out of your mind and lead that team to a Stanley Cup final berth like I I, I I don't know that you can just turn away from that. So, in in my opinion, Marc Andre Fleury goes in as Marc Andre Fleury, and Penguins fans and Golden Knights fans can stake claim to their guy being in the Hall of Fame. Thanks for the call, Steve. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great. So I just I watching that game. It was kind of such a swing of emotions from the first two periods to the and then into the second. But I will never, ever, ever get tired of seeing Marshy do the Marshamania. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, full disclosure, Jonathan Marsh is so my night to shine. 
Uh, he has an assist, gets a game-winning goal. Was it ever in doubt that if there was a big moment to be had in this game, it was going to be Jonathan Marchessault? Uh, you know, after he took that penalty right at the end, it just it, Marcy's the kind of player that you know that that's going to absolutely light a fire under him. And I mean, I will say, I, ah, I uh, can always root for Marshy to get the game-winning goal in overtime and such, but uh, he he was on it today and fired up by that. Sorry. No, you're fine, Stephanie. Uh, listen, I, I got a question in terms of Monday and Wednesday in Minnesota. What do you need to see from the Golden Knights over the course of those two games? I'm not talking results. I just, I just mean, what do you need to see to feel confident that should you play Minnesota, the Golden Knights will be okay in the playoffs? Uh, you know, honestly, I just want to see a game where nobody gets hurt, where they play <laughs> yeah, a clean game yeah. and they keep the penalties you know, under control. Yeah, I, I think a, a game in which you don't lose a player, a game in which uh, the next game isn't in question for a player is certainly going to be something that the Golden Knights need because they are a banged-up bunch right now. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly if I, I would really, if, if it means coming out of those games with no injuries, I'd take no points because we don't need them. We're in the playoffs. Right. So I'd rather see nobody get hurt. I mean, you never want to see them lose. Of course, I want to see wins. But, you know, just nobody getting hurt is a win in itself. All right, Stephanie, thanks for the call. I think that's a really, really good point. For the Golden Knights right now, points matter for sure. But you need to find a way to get through some of these games here in the next couple of stretches without losing players and getting a little bit healthier. 702-876-1340 is the number. We're taking more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post-game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-2, the final in overtime. My night to shine. You're welcome. Jonathan Marchessault wins the game in overtime on a power play. Too many men on the ice for Arizona. Tough break. Marchessault rips one home. 3-2. So I'm, I'm genuinely curious to find out where we're at on this. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'm genu genuinely con interested. What do you need to see from the Golden Knights on Monday and Wednesday against Minnesota for you to recognize that a first-round matchup or a matchup in the playoffs in general against Minnesota is not something you're too worried about as a Golden Knights fan? 702-876-1340 is the number. What do you need to see on Monday and Wednesday from the Golden Knights against Minnesota to have any of your fears quieted? Because, like, I, I think generally where, where we're going to go here is that you want to see them win. And wins and losses are certainly important. Yes, you want to get points. You, you still have aspirations 
of winning the division. You still have aspirations of getting the number one seed. You still have all of those things. But does the the wins, do the wins and losses mean anything to you on Monday and Wednesday over what it looks like, over the process? How do the Golden Knights play against Minnesota? Are they creating chances? Are they able to get to the middle of the ice? Are they making life difficult on the Minnesota Wilds? Are they, are they clamping things down to the neutral zone? Are they not allowing Minnesota to stretch them out and use their speed? Like, oh, those things are important to me. Like, how the Golden Knights play against Minnesota is important to me, almost as important to me as the wins and losses. Because I, I have no doubt that in a seven-game series, the Golden Knights, Pete DeBoer, can come up with a game plan to beat the Minnesota Wild. And I understand that when you look at this season, a season in which the Golden Knights are playing just seven teams, there's only one team that has a winning record against the Golden Knights, and that's the Minnesota Wild. But in terms of the regular season, it's been kind of, kind of a crazy season here. And there were situations where I think Vegas could have played much better against Minnesota all year long. Even in the wins, I think they could have played better. And for me, the process on Monday and Wednesday are going to matter more than what the final score is going to tell us. And I'll let you in on a secret. I think the final score is going to mirror the process. I do think that the Golden Knights are looking at Monday and Wednesday as an opportunity to make a statement. They've made statements against St. Louis. They've made statements against Colorado. They've made statements against Arizona. The entire season has been a statement against San Jose. I'll let that one sit for a minute. Statements against L.A., statements against Anaheim. And again, for comedic timing, the entire season has been a statement against San Jose. The fact that you are in a division and there's just one team that has had your number in the regular season is pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. And for for everyone that, that's concerned about the Golden Knights, the Detroit Red Wings beat the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Like, there are teams that on any given night can beat any team in this league. I'm not terribly concerned about the Minnesota Wild having the Golden Knights number in the regular season. What I care about upcoming is where the Golden Knights game is at. And you heard it from Pete DeBoer after tonight's game that what mattered is that the Golden Knights got their game back. Would they have been disappointed if they let two points get away or let an extra point get away? Absolutely. Because they played well enough to get two. But more important than the actual result in the game was how the Golden Knights played. First period, domination. 16-3 to three shots on goal. Arizona never had the puck in the offensive zone. And those are the types of things that you can build upon. That's simply what I want to see from Vegas. And I'm genuinely curious, if you've been listening to me talk about this I want you to call in. Bobby, what's that name again? 
702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Bill. Bill, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Comment on your uh, Minnesota there. I believe that uh, if the players would quit passing the puck when they're in around the circles and top of the circle to score, uh, that would help them out quite a bit. I think they make it too tough on themselves. They're looking for the perfect uh, shot all the time by somebody. And uh, they're in position to make that play. And this is not a breakaway. I'm talking about when they're right in the top of the circles and they're coming toward the net. They have a tendency to pass the puck away from the net, and it makes it harder for them to score. I think they would score more if they stayed uh, true to the shooting. Yeah, thanks for the call, Bill. I I mean, this is a team that does score quite a bit, and I I agree with you in that when it comes to offensive chances, the more direct the Golden Knights can be, the better. And that's why when you look at the trade deadline acquisition of Matthias Janmark and the way that he plays, getting pucks to the net every single time he has the puck on his stick, where's it going? It's going to the net. I I think that there's absolutely a great point in there, Bill, that the Golden Knights, when they are looking for offense, need to simplify and be more direct. If you have a thought, if you have an opinion on Vegas versus Minnesota and how important those games are and what you're looking for, give us a call, 702-876-1340. We'll get to you on the other side of the, of the break. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Arizona Coyotes 3-2 in overtime. Jonathan Marchessault, my knight to shine the hero. I'm gloating. That's where we're at tonight. I'm gloating. If you have a problem with that, you can always give us a call, 702-876-1340. Be like Rita. Rita, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Um, on the Minnesota game, yeah. you know, this year they had said we had trouble winning in St. Louis. We turned that around. I'm thinking we can turn Minnesota around, too, and not get any penalties there. Just lock down Kirill Kaprizov. You know, it's, it's interesting because you make a great point, Rita, in that the concern for the longest time was that the Golden Knights couldn't find a way to win in St. Louis. And this season, it's all turned around. And I think that there just becomes a time where a team either figures something out, they can exploit a matchup, and then all of a sudden the wins that didn't come start to come. And and I think that's kind of where the Golden Knights are at right now with Minnesota. I agree. All right, Rita. Rita, thank you for the call. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Lou. Lou, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Good. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Hey, uh, so a couple of things. I kind of wanted to dovetail what I, I think his name was Bill said a couple minutes ago. I do wish these guys would kind of channel a lot of them, like Tuck, for instance. Kind of channel your inner Jonathan March or so and just shoot. Yeah. You know, Mar- Marchy won't pass up a shot and then... A lot of times that's okay, and sometimes it's a little too much, but they just need to be a little bit more aggressive shooting the puck and pass up that last pass that they make 
uh, a little bit too often. As far as Minnesota goes, what I want to see, and it's what I hope to see tonight, um, you know, a, a two a two goal lead in, in any hockey game is the worst lead to have, in my opinion. It always has been um, because you just get a little bit too comfortable, and just like we saw tonight, guys can come back real real quick from a two goal uh, two goal deficit. I want to see those guys go to Minnesota and absolutely put their boot on the throat of the Wild, get that two goal lead, and then turn it into a four goal lead. And I know that that's probably asking a lot against a really good team. But I just really want to see these guys just dismantle a good team. And I think they have the ability to. No, I, I think that's a great point, Lou. It's just in terms of, of Minnesota, you, you have an opportunity in these two games, these next two games for the Golden Knights, to make a statement. It doesn't matter that Minnesota's already won four of the eight games. You can go in there. You can absolutely dominate the game and plant those seeds of doubt. You have an opportunity in front of you. I'm curious to see what the Golden Knights are going to do with it. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, tonight, unfortunately, I mean, the, the first period started off great. And then it started to feel a lot like the team that was in the playoffs last year. And I didn't like that. Yeah, it, it, this one was an interesting one because for the longest time, it, it really did feel like the game was over. It felt like... It was going to end two to nothing. It was going to be a shutout for Marc Andre Fleury, and then you, you got to give a little bit of credit to the Arizona Coyotes, who knew simply you have to find a way to get a point at least because otherwise it's all over. And so I, I think it was more desperation from Arizona. But it, the fact of the matter is, this should have never gotten to overtime. I, I'm completely with you there. And for the Golden Knights going into Monday, if they get an opportunity up to nothing. They're going to have to turn it into three because, as we saw tonight, Minnesota is absolutely capable of coming back and forcing the issue in a third period. Yeah, and to you know, to use your term, desperation, I think that there should be a healthy desperation on the side of the night to stay in first place. I mean, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. You know, Phoenix or Arizona is fighting to get in the playoffs. Have that healthy desperation that you want to hold on to what you have. Yeah, 100%. Lou, hey, thanks for the call, as always. Um, I, I agree with you. Like, this is a team that has their sights set on first overall in the division. The only way you're going to do that is to continue to win hockey games, but you've also got to dial in your process. The process has to look good on Monday in Minnesota, too. We're back to wrap it up next. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 3-2 overtime winners for the Vegas Golden Knights. Jonathan Marchessault, power play goal in overtime. Seals the deal, gets two points for the Golden Knights. Big two points for the Golden Knights. 74 points on the season, 36-12-2. and two maintain a four-point lead on the Colorado Avalanche, though Colorado does have a game in hand. That is worth noting here. But when when Colorado's playing four straight against San Jose, the Golden Knights need to come to the table with some wins. 
and it started tonight. It's going to have to continue on Monday. It's going to have to continue on Wednesday in Minnesota. And the Golden Knights down the stretch, they've got some some work to do. You got Minnesota a couple of games, you got St. Louis after that. It's not an easy stretch of games for the Golden Knights, Colorado and then San Jose to finish the season. So I'm very much curious to see where the Golden Knights game goes from here. In the first period, they were fantastic. In the second period, they were good. Not fantastic, but good. In the third period, that's really where Arizona kind of turned the heat on. And granted, it was a muddy track all night. Ice conditions were not ideal. Ping pong at times. But the reality is the Golden Knights find a way to win. And right now, you get those two points. You maintain your lead at the top of the division. It's a good night for Vegas. Next broadcast will be on Monday, 5 p.m. puck drop, 4 p.m. pregame show. We will be with you every step of the way. You're welcome. Thanks to Jeff Rubino down here turning the knobs, keeping us sound and fresh. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners, and especially our callers, because you make this show just a little bit more fun. Have a great night. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.